are all living in a world gone geek. It's time to geek hard or go home. The website is fake, but the podcast is real. Here's your host, Grounded Geek. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Podcast is Real. As the deep-voiced man just said, I am Grounded Geek, also known as Jeff. I want to welcome you to the show. Uh, with me today, as always, is my good friend, Yutashu. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Greetings, my excellent friends. And I have a couple of special guests, and I'll explain why today. But uh, I brought back my first two guests from our first two podcast episodes, from the very first episode, and also from Blurred's Eye View, his own podcast. Chris G is in the house. How's it going, everybody? It's Chris G. How's it going? And also with me uh, from our second episode, uh, cosplay extraordinaire, Michael Knight. Mage Wilson, welcome to the show. Hello, everyone. Thank you for having me back. I am glad that you're here. And here's why uh, we've got to kind of do things a little bit different this week. Every week, as you know, I basically try to find the top five stories of the week. I go through all the pop culture news that's going on. I have a feed that kind of updates with all these different sites, and I'm just trying to keep an eye on everything. And uh, this week, I'm trying to pick out some stories to talk about. And really, I mean, as I'm sure everyone is is aware, there's really only one story going on kind of this week that's really captured the world's attention. It just didn't seem right to talk about some of the fluffy, you know, kind of silly things that we talk about every week this week. It felt wrong. felt a little tone deaf as I was trying to find in between these little fluffy stories. It just, it didn't seem right. It felt like, am I ignoring what's going on? What am I doing? It doesn't feel right. And so I decided to invite Chris and Michael back on the show to be able to share some experiences as we talked uh, on the first two episodes, both of these gentlemen shared experiences that uh, were related to the geek things that we all love, but they shared their experiences from a a different perspective and how race had been an issue uh, just in some simple, uh, you know, geek things or what what I would have just assumed would be simple geek things. And of course, we're a totally different thing uh, for them. And so today, tonight on the show, uh, we're still going to do this week in geek. But really, there is just one story. Number one. And obviously, that has to do with George Floyd. It has to do with the protests that are going on right now, the Black Lives Matter movement, everything that's happening right now. I want to give Michael and Chris a chance to kind of share with us their experience growing up as geeks, as nerds. Um, and, uh, you know, we're amongst company where that's not an insult to call someone a geek or a nerd. No, no. I mean, we own it. We, we um, now, not nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> but you guys, uh, experienced it differently and you, your, your, uh, podcast, what's it called again? Blurred's Eye View. Now explain to us what a blurred is. So a blurred is in an acronym, well, not an acronym. It's the word saying black nerd. So you just take the BL from black and put the nerd together and then you have blurred. Right. And it, and, and it is a different perspective, a different experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, I just want to listen. I want to hear, I want to know and, ex- and, and understand the, the, the way you've experienced things uh, differently. As we talked about during prep for this, mm-hmm. um, we all grew up following the same TV shows, loving a lot of the same heroes, reading a lot of the same comics. But for you guys, obviously it was different. Chris, 
why don't you get us started off? Tell us a little bit about how uh, things are, are different from a, the perspective of a, of a, a blurred. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, come blowing, growing up as a blurred, uh, so to speak, uh, you almost had to be closeted. So you couldn't really let too much of your geek flag fly, so to speak, because people always viewed it as being too nerdy. You know, yeah, it was cool to have to to be roadblock from G.I. Joe or even jazz from Transformers. But a lot of people wanted to be Superman, you know, from my neighborhood. They want to be Superman, only Batman. They weren't exposed to a lot of the black superheroes that we are currently seeing now, the Black Lightnings, the Black Panthers the Luke Cages, the Misty Knights, you name them. So coming up, I think by the time I turned 11 is when I first was introduced to Black Panther. And a lot of my friends never heard of that character. They had heard of Superman. They had heard of Batman. They heard of Green Lantern. And it was almost laughed at when they said, oh, he's he's not real. He's not a hero. And how can he own his own country? You know, and how can he be a king? You know, because they they haven't had that experience. They hadn't had they had they weren't exposed to that. So growing up and seeing a, a lot of these characters coming out more and more in the it became easier. And then I think within the past, I don't know, 20 years or so, they've become more and more apparent, more relevant. You know, the John, the uh, the the Green Lanterns, the John Stewart's, the the Luke Cages have been more popular than ever. The Misty Knights, who's having big reemergence of characters. The Black Panther, which is probably one of the biggest characters that's being known. And it's almost refreshing to see that. And then in light of everything that's going on now and seeing that the world is literally saying hey we have your back we see it we know it's not right something has to be done and that i think is the turning tide not just for the social part of it but for myself and blurs everywhere seeing ourselves more relevant more coming out front and being accepted there's still small factions like in uh convention will can't count this year, <laughs> but in years past, you know, uh, more and more cosplayers coming out and cosplaying as characters that aren't normally black or are black. You know, there's a saying in that community that says there's nothing wrong with you cosplaying as a character that is or isn't black. As long as you do the character justice, as long as you're not doing blackface or it's not, you don't have to change your skin tone for anything. Just do the character justice. Mm. And we appreciate that more. You know, when you do a bang up job as Dr. Doom or a bang up job as uh, any other character that's not black. Night Mage, is, he's he's one of those people in the forefront that's saying, hey, be who you are cosplay who you are night major i want to do ask you about that on the way over here my daughter and i were talking about this and uh, i told her the story that you shared last week on the show mm-hmm. and she started showing me all of these images from instagram she's all over instagram follows all these cosplayers and makeup because that's what she's into and so many of them and i, and I, I want i'm hoping that you'll speak 
to this and if you've experienced this, um, if, if it was an African-American Zelda, for example, or Princess Peach or some and I, both video game references, but, you know, some a, a, a traditionally, you know, white character in these. There were so many of these veiled, like ridiculous comments like wrong color, but good job, though. Yeah. or right. wrong yeah. race, but good job though. And I'm like, yeah. what, is that a compliment? Is that something that you have experienced as a cosplayer? I think I honestly, I can honestly say, I don't think there's one black cosplayer that has not experienced that. Mm -hmm. And that's, that, that's incredible to say, but it's the truth. The fact is most of those comments, I would say 90 percent of those comments are coming from people outside of the cosplay community. They're people who are just, they come across the image, they know the character, but they aren't really versed on what cosplay is about. So they're just voicing their opinion based on, oh, well, I've only seen Batman as, you know, Michael Keaton or Christian Bale or what I see in the comics, like the mainstream comics. So therefore, that's the only Batman I know, so that's you're not Batman. You know what I mean? Mm. They they don't really understand and grasp what cosplay is, which is basically just your fan art of that character. So 90 percent of those comments, that's where it's coming from. It's just people outside of the community. Um, and then I, you do have your purists who are in within the community that truly believe that you should only stick to um, what you do see in the mainstream, you know, comics and movies. But it again, it, it's it, it, I hate to say it, but and I tell this in every panel I do. If you're going to cosplay, expect those comments. For in some kind of way, you have to have thick skin because you're going to have those type of people out there that's going to make those comments. It sucks to say, but that's just reality. Um, that should not stop you from doing it, though, because in the end, you're always going to have more positive than negative. Even if you have two of those comments, you're going to have 100 positive. You're going to have the backing of the entire cosplay community that does understand what it truly is about. So don't let that stop you from you know doing things that aren't traditionally seen. Um, kind of like what Chris was saying was I, I know a big thing right now is a lot of times I'll get people um, saying, hey, I really want to do Storm. Hey, I really want to do Black Panther. Hey, I really want to do Luke Cage, but I don't want to be offensive and stuff. Dude, no. Like, do them. If you love those characters, do it. Do it justice. I mean, the only thing we do say is don't do blackface. So that, that's 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 the one no-no. But, man. There's a whole different again, it's, historical it's, context to yeah. it. Yeah. Exactly. Again, it's making the character your own. If, if in, like, again, I use like the multiverse theory. If on Earth number nine million and twenty-two, Luke Cage might be white dude. He might be a four-foot white dude. <laughs> four foot. He could be. I'm I actually would willing totally to. Read I it. mean, yeah. <laughs> right? So like, there's no <laughs> as a short as a short guy, I would be all for that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean. There's no limits to you know which which characters you could do, um, but so that does not give you a reason to have to change your your change your ethnicity basically by coloring your skin to try and try and replicate that character. You're going to have those comments. It's going to happen. But again, the most important thing is knowing that you have the backing of the of the community. Right. So going back to touch on a little bit of what Chris was saying at the beginning, uh, and as 
geeks, as nerds, and at least, again, all I can speak to is my experience, even in high school and middle school and stuff, we're already on the outside. We're, we're already a little bit ostracized that you're not only ostracized because of these things that you're passionate about, but also the color of your skin. Well, see, I, I went to a predominantly black uh, high school and I had a small group of friends who who got it, who understood, you know, they were in that same realm coming up. Like I said, you really had to be almost reserved, you know, because it was just that one extra hurdle that you had to worry about. I'm like, oh, even amongst even amongst your own community, you know, you like, oh, you like such and such. Yeah. But you couldn't really go into the whole Oh yeah, yeah. You like Star Wars? Yeah, I like Star Wars. But then you start going into the whole history of Star Wars, <laughs> you know, looking at you like, "Hey, what the heck is wrong with you?" You know. But now, it's 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 nothing. You know it. You know it's more accepted. You know, like Nightmare said, there are still some small pockets. There's some small factions, and there's some people outside, and there are some purists who feel the need to. I, I, troll is the best term I can find right now. Mm-hmm. You know, troll and 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 feel like they're being important by saying, "Oh, this isn't how Princess Peach looks, or this isn't how Zelda dresses, or whatever, or this isn't the, isn't their skin color." Well, how would you know? You know, I've I've even I've won an argument at one point when they were trying to say uh, it was a character, it was a, a gentleman who dressed as Superman. I, I can't remember who he was. But they were saying, oh, Superman's not black. I said, one, on a different earth, he is. Two, since Superman's body is charged up by the sunlight, technically, he would be. <laughs> that was that was my sarcastic side kind of winning right. that argument against him. And they couldn't say anything else about it. But it's it, it was it was difficult. It, you know, you 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 almost were holding a part of yourself back, you know, and for me. Let me see. I met Night Mage almost. Oh my God! It was almost ten years ago. <laughs> yeah. Does that make yeah. us best friends? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I met Night Mage almost ten years ago, and he was the first person I seen dressed as Daredevil. It was uh, Shadowlands Daredevil, actually, and yeah. he was the first. Not only was he the first person I seen dressed as that, he was the first black person I seen dressed as that, and seeing more and more people in the cosplay community step out of their 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 zone dresses anime characters dressing as video game characters dressing as pop culture reference characters i'm still waiting to see a a a black indiana jones Mm. (laughs) you know i'm waiting to see that you know but seeing these people come out of their shell because what it what it is is you're almost lifting up the spirits of someone of another African American, because they said, "Wow, if he or she can do it, then I can do it." And then somebody else sees you doing it, and then they're doing the same thing, and it, it becomes and it was something I had got exposed to, yeah, almost that ten years ago. Seeing that, I'm like, "Wow, I didn't know that many people of my skin tone were into it like that," and. Mm-hmm. Even then, I was just kind of like, yeah, I like comics. I'm going to go to this convention, you know, and then seeing people like myself there and seeing like, wow, I feel at ease. I feel at home. You know, I feel better 
about myself. You know, I want to do what they're doing now. And then behind me is a is another little boy or a little girl who sees that and does the same thing. And so it becomes this almost like you're reaching back, you know, and helping this person up. So it becomes it was almost difficult coming up to let that person out, that part of yourself out. But then years later, as you come become more mature and more older and more exposed to the world of geek geekdom, <laughs> it's it's you're better for it. And you can tell the difference between the trolls and the purists and the people who are just doing it for the love of who they are and what they love. I mean, it sounds like and, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, it sounds like at least in the, the cosplay and the geek community, at least now, it, it's a place that. Uh, kind of everybody's some people are weird colors right because yeah, they're yeah. characters that they're dressed yeah. up as right, right. That you can just kind of like <clears throat> kind of meld into some other person or some other character exactly. whoever that is and everyone just accepts that and, and gets along but obviously in the real world right mm-hmm. when we're not at a con or when you guys are just walking down the street it's a different experience it, it is it can be yeah. i mean you almost have what is it like a radar? It's like a radar. You know, even now I work at a hospital and there have been times where I'm walking in in plain clothes with my book bag badge out. And I can tell like from someone of a different color who sees a 280 pound five foot 10 guy. And they walk the other way or they walk the opposite side of the street or they will go across. And, you know, I'm not bothered by it. I just notice it. And it's funny to me because I'm like, hey, I could be the one that's saving your life later. You, right. you never know. I could be the one that's working on a trade that's going to end up saving your life or your loved one's life later. So, you know, I can't I can't be bothered by that. But I see it all the time. Yeah, I think he's right. He's 100 percent right. Like, it's always on your radar. Um, he's talking about, like, growing up, how it was like. And for me um, in middle school, I went to a predominantly black school. And you talk about like growing up as a nerd, how you were kind of ostracized and now it's accepted, but it was the same growing up as a blurred where, you know, you were ostracized because of the geek stuff. But if you were in a predominantly black um, neighborhood or school, you were then ostracized because you were trying to act white because you liked anime Mm -hmm. and you liked, you know, rock and roll or whatever. and, 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 you know, that type of stuff. You were you were now a nerd, but now you're also trying to be white too. So you you, know, you kind of got double the brunt of the things. Um, and then in high school, I went to actually a predominantly white high school, and it kind of changed. Where now I didn't really have to so much worry about I'm trying to you know trying to act white. Now it was just I had to worry about you know being ostracized just because I liked anime and or cartoons and, and comics and that type of stuff. Um, it wasn't until really I got into the cosplay community where I kind of noticed how much representation there wasn't for African Americans in, in comics and anime and stuff. Like growing up, I like Superman is my all-time favorite character of all. Like I, Superman, Superman's it for me. But I never. I love Black Panther. I love Blade. You know, I loved all these other black characters, but I just I never 
noticed how you know the, the difference in how many white characters there were versus black characters. I didn't notice it until actually I got into the cosplay and convention community, and then that's when I realized, like, holy crap! Like, it's like ten times more. Like, we are truly underrepresented. And so, yeah, now I, I truly believe that um, that's important. That, that really is important. That representation is important. It's, it's important for the kids to see. Like I said, I think I told this story on the last podcast, but one of my favorite stories is dressing up as Batman, and it was an anti-bullying school event, and uh, it was a, a predominantly white school. Well, afterwards, basically all the kids loved it. The teacher told me you know, all the kids loved it, but there was this one kid that just kept saying, oh, my God, oh, my God, Batman looked like me. Like, that means I can be Batman. And it didn't hit me really until then, like, holy crap, like, you, we don't really see that. We don't see that representation, so therefore we don't, it's, you know, aspire to be that type. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's why I do think it's important for us to have that. And and I think we're actually turning turning a tide with that. Like, you see a lot, you see a lot more black characters being created, but then also you see a lot more indie artists being spot, you know, highlighted for their for their characters too. So. Yeah, I think we're turning a tide with that, but extremely important. Mm. So what was the first character um, that was black that you remember as a kid? That that character looks like me, like like the little the little boy. That's uh, before Black Panther. Yeah, it was it was it was, a, it was a close tie between Roadblock and Panther from Thundercats. OK. <laughs> Panther, yeah. 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 And actually, mine is very similar. <laughs> so mine is actually Hong Kong Fooey uh-huh. <laughs> because he was voiced by Scatman Crothers. Yep, and yep. I knew Scatman was black. And then his voice is just iconic. You know what I mean? Sure. And I don't know. For for some, like, I just realized that, man, that's a black man doing that, that voice. Like, Hong Kong Fooey is black. Just like Panthero. Everyone knows Panthero is black. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <it's> just... <laughs> but... I don't, it was, yeah. it was so his vibe. I, it was something he was giving off, and then he was working on a car all the time. But and here's here's the thing that's <laughs> and this is gonna say, you know, kinda kinda tell the tale of this entire thing is people our age, like me and Chris, you talk to all of us, nine times out of ten, it's gonna be a voice character hmm. that we identified with that we knew was black. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's and that that's almost sad to say. Like no, it is. We have to rely on that. I didn't. That, that's I mean, what we had. That's my, interesting. My, my close third is jazz because it was also Scatman Carruthers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. right. Like, yeah, like Michael said, he's got a very recognizable. <laughs> yeah, he does. But you know what's interesting? And this is this is going to be and maybe this this is again how our experiences are different. Is when I watched when I was old enough. To watch Hong Kong Fooey, I had no idea that was a black man doing the voice. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like it wasn't yeah, knowledge yeah. that I had. Not, I mean, not that it would have mattered, well, but I'm I mean, just it's, saying, it's like, just I didn't like, know. I mean, not, right. not, it, it I wasn't. Think, it wasn't relevant. I think it's just now becoming common knowledge that you know James Avery passed away a couple of years ago, but yeah, yeah. it's just mm-hmm. been common knowledge that he was voicing Shredder all this time. Right. right. You know, and not a lot of people knew that. Right. Like, yeah, he not only that, he was War Machine first. Yeah. <laughs> in the in the 90s Iron Man cartoon. Oh That's my right. gosh. Yeah. So, you know, he 
he was in front of the camera and behind the camera. So. <laughs> I mean, I, I would if I had to like do a top rated like black characters for me, um, it would go Spawn, mm. Blade. Uh, actually, Blade and Spawn are like very close as first. Um, black Panther, uh, Luke Cage, and I, I hate to admit it, but in the nineties, Night Thrasher, like, oh, yeah. I just loved his look. He was just really cool. He was so basic, like, now that I'm older, cool. I'm like, dude, that dude, it was stupid. But, <laughs> but, but, now, but back then I loved him. Sure. Um, now looking back, I, I wish I would have, um, appreciated static, static shock more, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. but, um, yeah. How about you, Chris? Uh, for me, it was it was Blade and uh, Spawn. Spawn and Blade were mm. always the first two that I was really, really exposed to. Well, besides Black Panther, Black Panther was actually the first one. But, you know, there wasn't a lot that I could get a hold of. By the time I was old enough to grab comics and everything, then it became Blade and Spawn. Mm. You know, until I was able to begin, begin the hunt, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, those those three characters really kind of stood out for me. And when, so when did Blade, because Spawn didn't happen to like almost the 90s, right? In the 90s. Yeah, Spawn yeah. was the 90s. When was Blade? Blade was actually the 70s. Okay, so Blade goes as way back. Yeah. As a comic book. Yeah. He, yeah. The, he started in the mid-70s. But, How, but, he was really underappreciated back then when he first debuted. Yeah. He had it really costume. honestly wasn't until like the Spider-Man, uh, Maze Spider-Man cartoon when, yeah. he, when he debuted and that way he kind of got noticed. Um, when he was like fighting with Morbius and stuff, and um, then when the movie came out, he right. really blew up. And that still was later. Like yeah. you had to wait a long time, right? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and think about—I mean, I know that Wesley Snipes actually was trying to make Black Panther before Blade ever yeah, even that happened. That was in the '90s, yeah. And look how long it took for Black Panther to show up. I'm actually glad he didn't get that off the ground. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's, yeah. I think. Uh, we wanted it too bad back then, but now yeah. I'm so much better off for it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, that's uh, you. Like, when we think about like the first efforts at, even at Captain America and yeah. Fantastic Four that yeah. came out back in the day, remember those? Oh, um, yeah, yep. those were pretty bad. So, I mean, uh, I guess, I guess there's some <laughs> benefit to have waited until the technology prayers. can really do it yeah. that yeah. well. Because maybe maybe we wouldn't have fond memories of it, but yeah. it, it's also a shame that we had to wait that long to get, uh, you know. Uh, well, I mean that almost the entire cast of that movie is black. exactly. It, it was um, Martin Freeman black. and uh, um, Gollum. I can just totally blanked on his oh, name. Oh, uh, Andy Serkis. Uh, yeah, Serkis. they might be the only white yeah. people in that whole movie. They're, yeah. they're the Tolkien. <laughs> the Tolkien. That's <laughs> right. That's right. That <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about that movie then, if you don't mind. That movie for me, and clocking in right now, I've watched it at least twenty-seven times. Mm. Jesus. Well, I'm, when I look, I'm rocking the shirt. I literally have a Black Panther shirt for every day of the week. How many? How many helmets do you have? I have three. Working on four. <laughs> working on four. Working nice. on four. First one I made. The other two I bought. Uh, if you were to see my office. It's insane, like water wall black. <laughs> I believe has nice. I, I believe Hasbro aren't they releasing a black series one? That yes, yes. Uh, there are some pieces. There are some pieces I'm still trying to get a hold of though. But uh, that movie for me spoke volumes on more than just the fact that here it is a character that I idolized as a child finally getting some recognition on the live screen. 
it was more or less showing your heritage and showing the background and showing like the wardrobe and, and the background of the, of the country where he lives and everything. And the fact I've read every iteration of the, of the book and he's always struggling because it, it's not just this guy in a suit who has these abilities is he's a man trying to run a country. Mm. He's a man trying to keep his country from the, from falling off the brink of the edge. There's nothing financially wrong with them. It's just, they're untouched from outside forces and they keep that there to, you know, they were never colonized, mm-hmm. you know, and it, you know, you know, when you read your history books and they talk about how British, British colonies came over and, and, basically just took the slaves and then all you know colonized certain parts of africa and took all these minerals and everything else from out the earth and everything and here it was this fictional country almost dead center that wasn't touched by none of it and it makes you wonder what could have been had that not have happened Mm. You know, and it, you know, I go really deep. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> dude, you getting deep, man? Like, <laughs> I get like, what I was like. I said more. I've been rocking with the guy for over thirty years. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, and you and Nightmares knows like you know the group of friends I hang with. They have nicknamed me T'Challa. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, so I become I become Cleveland's Wakandan royalty. So, there you go, and I own that title proudly. <laughs> and so. But it, it, you know, when the trailer first dropped, I I actually shed tears because my wife was like, "Are you serious?" I was like, "No, you don't understand. I not only have I been waiting for this, but here is a movie that's centered around just this character. He's not the supporting cast. He this is him. This is his outing. You know, Marvel and uh, Kevin Feige." actually pushed for this he said no it's time we need to do this we need to add this diversity into it which is why you got uh black panther and why you get captain marvel and now you're going to get black widow later on in the year so yeah it it it's very near and dear to my heart i was gonna say for like for me for black panther i'm a little biased i'm not as deep as chris I love Black Panther only because I was an extra in the movie. (laughs) Besides that, dude, just yeah, seeing Black Panther on screen and actually being able to be a part of it. And then, I don't know, man, and and seeing how successful it was, like being actually one of Marvel's most successful movies, that speaks volumes. And I I don't know. It's history. It's it's amazing. It, It it shows that there is um, there's a need there, and it shows that there's there's definitely definitely a want there too. So, yeah, I, I just I love the movie. Um, black Panther as a character, again, I, I loved him as a black character. He was never really like personally like a, on a hierarchy a huge like character for me, but. Um, as a black character, I think he was probably one of the, the best um, representations we had. You know, I, I love the story of how Black Panther was created, too. Mm. Like, that's to me is amazing. I don't know that story. I mean, Why don't you share that? One? Um, well, when when Jack and, and Stan, I'm, I'm speaking as if I know them personally. <laughs> um, <laughs> Stanley and so Jack Kirby called it. Right. You know, 
when they created, they co-created Black Panther together. But you know the the costume that they had, it was like this garish yellow and black uh, uh, leotard outfit with black leggings and a, like a reddish cape, I think it was, and that was their rough draft, and they called it the Cold Tiger, and it just it it just didn't work. Mm. It didn't work, and so they they ended up calling him the Black Panther. Now, mind you. This had nothing to do with the actual Black Panther movement because they came out like maybe six months later. Interesting. Yeah. Right. It, you know, so it was just it predated them. You know, it was sheer coincidence. It's, it's just one of those characters for me that speaks volumes for a lot of for a lot of reasons. Um, John Stewart's Green Lantern mm. is another one. Uh it wasn't just the comics because he has a very interesting story. <coughs> but when he premiered on the Justice League cartoon instead of Hal Jordan, whom everybody known as the basically the premier Green Lantern, that spoke volumes. I think they were yeah. ready to yeah, do that. You know, that re- he really had a, even, even in the cartoon, he had a great story. He really did. And with that, actually, even when like justice league came out, I would actually argue that more people wanted to see John Stewart as the green lantern. Right. Than how, mm-hmm. like, I think you're right. He, he's like, yeah, he took He took over the, the, the lantern Corps. Like he just he had that commanding presence. Yeah, he was he was cool as hell. Like his constructs were creative. He was just he was I want to say but he he's everything that Hal should have been. Yeah, mm. you know what I mean. But he was just cooler. Plus he he got with Hawk Hawk Girl so. and vixen (laughs) (laughs) all right well so let's let's turn the corner on the conversation as we start to wrap up because i know we're gonna we're coming up on time for the show but uh, and i appreciate everything that you guys have shared it's very it's interesting to hear about these characters from a different perspective and i think we should have more of these types of conversations because i think it's important but at the same time i don't want to keep the conversation just necessarily about the geek world and the pop culture world right now because obviously in the real world right now when you leave the con and you're you take off the costume and you're walking down the street as chris or as michael it's a different experience different well let's 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 start here yeah when we leave the con and take off the costume we might collapse (laughs) (laughs) so yeah that's the first thing you're doing yeah right so yeah but we get what you're saying um I guess what I want to make sure that we don't uh, forget to talk about or, or important to talk about is what what can we do differently as a community? What can can I do as a fellow geek and, and friend of you guys? How can we make a, a difference? What can we do? Well, with, like you and Utah said earlier, <clears throat> the first step is listening and actually in understanding, you know, once you step out that bubble and this the whole thing with George Floyd and his his passing and everything, it's opened up another conversation that are that a lot of people are more willing to have, but it's still uncomfortable and that and we can understand why. They have to first step is listening. Uh the next step is to show that support. Okay. And the third step is to call it out when you know it's wrong. 
you know, my mother and father instilled in me that if you feel like something's wrong, it probably is. And when you see something happening, when you know it's wrong, uh, the, the gentleman in Central Park who had the woman, he's videotaping it the whole time. And she literally gets on the phone, calls 911 and says, it's an African-American man. And he's threatening me. He's threatening to hurt me. He's done nothing of the sort. That type of stuff needs to be called out. You know, people are, when you see the wrong, don't be afraid to speak up. Mm. You know, don't be afraid to ask the questions. You know, we want, you know, it's almost like we need you to hear it because it's not so much a cry out. It's to say, hey, look, we're here too. We matter too. You know, we're not saying that you guys don't matter, but our lives matter just as much as yours. You know, and the listening part is a major, major thing. I think that's it's 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 you get that camaraderie when you start to understand to a degree that, hey. This person, this this person has never been in trouble. This person has never done anything wrong. This person has never had a record, never did anything to that degree. And something happens to them. And you're just like, why did that happen? What could I have done to stop it? Could I have stepped in? Could I have spoke out on it? You know, and, you know, Nightmage, Nightmage is law enforcement. He's one of the guys who does the right thing and he's on the line. You know, he does his job. He does his job well. And he he treats everybody fairly. You know, I, I've joked in the past, um, you know, with all this is going on, but I've joked in the past. I said, this is a world right now that needs a Captain America, mm. you know, yeah. <laughs> literally has a person who sees no color line and just says, if it's right, it's right. If it's wrong, it's wrong. And everybody gets treated fairly across the board. That's it. Mm. Yeah. Actually, he hit hit the nail on the head. Like, I think the echo echo Chris is listening, um, listening and having these uncomfortable conversations. Exactly what you're doing right now. That is that's key, and that's that's the most important thing to keep doing and having these conversations, dude. It's, it's tough. And the silver lining and everything that's happening is. Slowly and slowly, things are getting better. They're never going to be perfect. We're always going to have this divide, but slowly and slowly, it's getting better. And the one thing that's very frustrating is like, kind of like what's going on right now with the Black Lives Matter versus All All Lives Matter. At the core, in a perfect world, we want the same thing. Truly, all lives matter. All lives should be treated equally and everything should be on the same across the board in a perfect world. But we don't live in a perfect world. And right now, we have to realize who is in need. And those are the black lives. So those that should be the focus. And that's that's the frustrating thing that you know, a lot of people don't don't want to realize and don't want to admit to. Um, being in law enforcement, it's... It's stressful because I've been in law enforcement for 20 years. I know why I got into it. Um, I know I'm a damn good officer. I know what I do. I know why I'm in it. But on the same side, when I take that badge off 
And even when I'm in the badge, I'm black. And I know that too. And, mm-hmm. and I've had issues because of that. You know, I, I see it from both sides, but um, trying to convince the public that, you know, all cops are bad. It's, it sounds very cliche. All cops aren't bad. It's hard to do right now because there's not a lot of good that you see. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think all we can do right now is just just focus on the good, stay positive, and just lead by example. I think that is the most important thing is just who – even if, if you're in law enforcement, if you're not in law enforcement, if you're black, if you're white, it doesn't matter – Lead by example. However it is that you want to see this world, lead by example and just be that good. Be the good that you want to see. That's it. That's it. I think being being a blurred, being a blurred in this world, I can point out at least four different characters or books that touch on such things. And one of them I already touched on was Captain America. Another one is Superman. You know, uh, this third one is X-Men. You know, they put it poignantly, you know, people, humans fear what they do not understand and what they do not understand. They hate. And I love, I love reading X-Men comics and they always use that, that line that we do. People, people fear what they do not understand. When you don't understand something, you react in a way that is just not human, mm. you know. And in that, and and born from that is the anger and the hate. Mm. So you have to just find a way to you know shut that part of yourself off or cut it away. And like I said, listen this person is different from you for a reason. You know, we're not all supposed to be the same. The whole purpose of us being on this planet is to live in, in, in some form of harmony. You know, we're not going to always agree on everything, but we got to at least try to understand the other side to, and, and once you can listen and understand that other side, only then will you become the master? I, you know, <laughs> totally. that was last week. That was, wait, that was the, that was the last dragon. That yeah. was, it was there. Yeah. Hold on. I'm you know, actually real, real quick. I'm going to, I'm going to throw out real quick because it, since it is a geek podcast and it is a um, kind of movie oriented podcast, I'm going to, I'm going to point out two movies real quick that I think everyone needs to revisit and watch. And it kind of gives actually a, a good snapshot especially like just on my end. Remember the Titans. Oh, I yes. think Remember the Titans is an incredible movie that speaks to the heart, even though it's not factual and it does, it's, it, there's <laughs> some <it's> discrepancies <laughs> on, on that. But sure. Don't worry about that. <laughs> don't worry about all that. But Remember the Titans, I think, speaks to the heart of how we should view things, how we should look at things, and how how we can grow and progress from, and learn from this and, and, and to – into where we're supposed to be. But then also on the law enforcement side, it's a very lesser known movie. It's called The Glass Shield. Oh, yeah. And actually, I believe it was Ice Cube's Cube, yep. first movie mm-hmm. that he did. And um, it stars Lori Petty. She's a female officer. But it's basically, it's about this black officer who had just graduated the academy. And um, he, he joins this police force, predominantly white police force. And 
he quickly gets into that mentality of the brotherhood. And, you know, there's a police stop and it's kind of a wrong, it's a wrong police stop, but he's kind of coerced to doing what his, you know, superiors and stuff tell him to do, even though it was wrong because he's part of this brotherhood. And it's just a, you know, it's a rabbit hole of, of he shouldn't have, like, like what's wrong and what's right. You know what I mean? Right. And it goes through the politics of, of being in law enforcement and that type of stuff. And it's not a hundred percent always clear cut, but, that movie is just that I love I that movie. That like that was one of the first movies I saw um, that made me open my eyes to, to law enforcement and quote unquote the system. But those two movies, I think right now personify what's going on right now mm. and how to learn from it on both sides. That's good. I think you just did our rewind too. I think we could just uh, go with that <laughs> to be yes. honest with you. Yes. I, I got to, um, and we can just combine them into this one episode. I feel like, uh, again, I just, I really appreciate you guys coming on and talking about this. This one of the things that is important to me about this podcast and the, the reason I call it world gone geek and the reason, you know, this whole, I call the podcast, the podcast is real, that world gone geek is this, you know, this idea that, more and more kind of the geeks are kind of taking over the world, right? Because like movies, like they're, they're all the movies coming out right now, everything that's pop culture related is huge. And they're all trying to cater to us. And they're yeah. doing all these things from a geek perspective. The geeks shall the earth. They sure will. <laughs> and that's, that's absolutely true. And I think to me, one of the beauties of cons and, you know, kind of the geek, culture is that here we are from different backgrounds, different circumstances, different worlds, but we love Black Panther. We love Captain America. We love Superman. We love, you know what I mean? And that's a common ground that, that, that we have, which is this place that we can all come together and, and talk about it. Um, but I don't want to forget that there's a real world out there and the real world, uh, unfortunately doesn't live by the the geek the standard uh, it's the all geek standard uh, in a world gone geek we believe that all men are created geekwell <laughs> and we are <laughs> striving for geek quality all quality <laughs> did i just coin something you new? just that coined was it i think you, you did copyright did um, i think we need to use that tagline <laughs> absolutely but no i i really i really do believe like that is something that at least uh from from my perspective as world gone geek as a website as a podcast any of them is that we will not stand for racism of any kind um doesn't have a place in this world it doesn't have a place in cosplay it doesn't have a place in conventions it doesn't have a place you know in comic books in the movies the films the tvs um it's it is there it yeah. is everywhere right yeah. Yeah. but we as geeks need to do something about it we we can't stand by my daughter pointed out all those those comments right um we can't we can't just say, oh, well, you know, that's, that's, that's just what it is. You it's have, not. you have to stand up and say something. Go ahead. My, I think you were getting ready to say something. No, I was just going to say like, honestly, that's, and that's why I am so passionate about this community is exactly what you just said. Like we have that common ground and I always say like, dude, I traveled the world and everywhere I go, it's like a family reunion. Like it doesn't matter if I can't understand what you're saying. <laughs> when we see that Superman sitting there, we understand each other. You know what I mean? And that and to me, I don't know that that's that's it's, it's something special. Mm. And, and I, actually, I think anything like that is like sports. You know, sports is kind of like that too. Yeah. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. where there's there are certain things where you totally forget everything and you just have that camaraderie. It doesn't, nothing matters. It doesn't matter what religion you are. It doesn't matter what race you are. It doesn't matter what, you know, sexual orientation, nothing else matters other than that common love for something. And, and I don't know, that, that's why I personally love this community is just because we can escape and all have that, that camaraderie for, for whatever it is that we love. Yeah. It's beautiful. I, I, I honestly, for for two years, people I come across, Wakanda salute. I've come across complete strangers in stores and done it and they've gotten it. You know, little kids, they do it. You know, I've seen a little kid walk by. I had a black, not this Black Panther shirt, but I had another one on and I was in the store and he's like, oh, he's got Black Panther. And I did the salute. And he did the salute right back, <laughs> you know, and, and, you know, and he got, you know, he got it. And, you know, and now here we are and the era of covid and you know now you can really can't touch so guess what i'm yeah, revamping the, the nice. salute so interesting <laughs> i i and i i've i i've always said that everyone everyone in this world is a geek about something mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. we just yeah. don't use the word right you yeah. mentioned sports there are sports geeks no question oh, yeah. fantasy oh, football yeah. is dungeons and dragons That's for sports it. freaks, right it. and and this <laughs> right. is coming from a guy who's a who's a a geek uh and a sports i like sports too so mm. and i'm in fantasy football yeah i own that it is dungeons and dragons for it's not you know it's you know, the, exactly you don't know you're not it's not a real team you're not doing anything special um it, you know it's uh everybody's a geek about something and it's like once we find other people who share that passion then a community is involved what the problem is the world needs to become geeks about I guess humanity, it feels like, you know, like that's, it's like, we all just need to, the the main passion, you know, sure. We love Superman. Sure. We love things, but our main passion as, as human beings should be for one another, right. For loving each other and making the world a better place. I've, I've always thought that if you, we're going to say comics in this, in this retrospect, that if you follow characters like Superman, Black Panther, Captain America, and they in the ideals, then those those are the ideals that you should be transferring into the real world. Mm. You know, truth and justice, American way, equality for all, you know, standing up for what's right. That type of stuff, in this case, life should be imitating art. Right. So Yeah, we show an an idealized world. Yeah. In and sometimes in in these movies. And then, you know, in the real world we don't we don't act on it. Yeah. All right, guys, we are running up on time. I, this has been a great conversation. I had, thank you so much, Chris, for being on the show. No problem, Michael. Uh, as always, it's a pleasure. Uh, Utah, I see you every time we do this. So, <laughs> um, except for next week, next week we got some special guests. Uh, Rich Hanley and Lou Tambone will be on the show. They're talking about their new book about Constantine, which actually I should mention, you can win a copy. Uh, if you go to our Facebook page, World Gun Geek on Facebook, there's a contest. So you can actually win a copy of that book by entering that contest. I want to thank you guys again. This has been our show. Um, we'll, we'll start talking about pop culture and 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 all the. I mean, we talked about pop culture, but yeah. we'll talk about the news again next week. I thought it was important to take a pause and just listen and, and have a serious conversation. And maybe, you know, we'll do it again if uh, things don't change. But we, we got to make things change. Things have got to change. Nope. And it's got to start. Change. Yep. Things will change. It's got to start with us. So thanks again, guys. We'll see you guys next week. The Podcast is Real is a Walk on Geek production.